Welcome to the Jinx Dance Media Podcast. This is your host, Jude, and this is where I'll be chatting to you about how to design and create high-quality dance events and creative dance content. I'll be covering topics ranging from fundraising, marketing, production, content creation, design, and so much more so that you can have all the tools and resources you need to stand out and build genuine connections with your audience. Hello, everyone. For today's podcast episode, I am back with a special guest who you may have heard of before on one of my previous podcast episodes. We are here with Alex, aka Prototype. Welcome back. Hello. How's it going? (laughs) Glad Uh, to be back. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you back for this podcast episode because we're going to be talking about design and branding for your events And just in general, if you have like a brand, um, I think this is going to be super helpful as well. So yeah. Do you want to add anything before we get started into the questions? Yeah. So I guess more background on me, aside from just being (laughs) like a dancer and a dance organizer and co-founder of Shadow Puppets, in in my professional everyday life, I'm an industrial designer. I went to to the University of Cincinnati for industrial design. Um, I graduated there uh, in 2017 and then went to work for a company called Big Monster Toys here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a creative background and also a lot of my friends from college are, are creators and makers of objects and art and things like mm-hmm. that, um, which will be very relevant for this talk yeah. because a lot of this is about uh, what we're going to be talking about is Shadow Puppets, the branding, um, the branding for our events, branding for our sessions, overall mm-hmm. brand identity, how that ties into our values, and the, how we accomplish that stuff. Uh, so there's going to be some good practical knowledge here, I think. Yeah. Uh, and also just conceptual knowledge in terms of how you uh, present your dance events, your yourself. Um, yeah, absolutely. To the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm super excited because um, obviously, like, I know a little bit about design, but I've learned a lot from you. And so I think it would be really cool just to have your knowledge and your expertise on the subject for folks um, who are more interested in the design process um, for their events and things like that as well. So my first question, obviously we've talked a little bit about Shadow Puppets before, but um, you've built up Shadow Puppets as a brand over the past couple of years. Where did the inspiration from that come from and what is the meaning behind it? Right. So in 2018, Tanya and I started hosting our sessions that would eventually become Shadow Puppet Sessions, which would eventually uh, become Shadow Puppet's crew. Yeah. (laughs) I was really interested in that time in the idea of uh, using a persona to explore dance movement, Mm -hmm. right? Um, A lot of us have that, you know, like, oh, my dance name is this. And uh, I think as you dance more, you realize it's not just a cool nickname. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, it's a it's a shield. It's a character you can tap into to explore something about yourself that you don't have mm-hmm. uh, innately. Like, I'm a pretty anxious person. person. Mm-hmm. Um, but Prototype, as an animation dancer and a character, is very patient, mm-hmm. right? It takes his time. Known for patience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can hear in the way I talk and the way I present myself, I'm not a patient person. <laughs> it, 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 it takes a lot of practice. And so there's this concept in psychology of the idea of like the id. It's like your shadow self, right? Mm-hmm. It is a version of you that has all the traits that you are not. 
Right. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. The idea of like shadows, like the shadow self and using that identity to explore, you know, like what would it be like if I wasn't so anxious? What would it be like if I was like a cool guy? <laughs> you know, it was like super cool. So that, and that's, that was a, a huge part of me shaping my dance identity at that point in time. Um, so I was really interested in shadows and there's other things about shadow puppets. Shadow puppetry is one of the oldest storytelling mediums in human history alongside dance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like projecting shadows on cave walls was like, you know, it's, it predates culture, you know, like yeah. really. <laughs> um, and then there's also just the idea of like, like, uh, you know, I, I, as a dancer, I'm, I'm what frantic describes diesel as a dancer he said that he was like for a long time a side buster you know <laughs> everyone else is like there's this big cypher and everyone's trying to jump in and be a yeah. part of it and like diesel and I, I identify with this really heavily would be standing off to the side just getting down doing his thing mm -hmm. and but was gun shy about going into the middle of the cypher yeah you know because for me i was so into the craft of it like the you know the mm -hmm. details and the technique and and learning about it but then when it came time to perform that wasn't necessarily me right like i i, yeah. I love the process of the dance I, I don't like i didn't like at the time being put in the spotlight mm -hmm. you know yeah. and so it's like the shadows right shadow puppets yeah. we, we we love it we do it because we care about it but it's not necessarily we do we don't do it for the spotlight yeah, yeah. i really like that shadow puppets has like so many layers of meaning behind right. it and even the branding, like you see that through the branding as well. And I think with a lot of events in dance, but also just in general, I see like branding is kind of like superficial a little bit. It's just like what looks good. And it's not about like what meaning it portrays through right. the branding. And so well, I think that's something that's really unique actually yeah. with what you've done with the brand. Right. There, there's and there, yeah, there's nothing wrong with like this looks cool, you know. Yeah. But at this same point in time, when we were planning these sessions, mm -hmm. uh, my friend Tim and I were were talking a lot. Tim is a friend from college, and we were staying in touch. And he was just looking to do some creative work, uh, you know, to build his portfolio. Mm -hmm. And um, we thought it'd be fun to do a project together. And so we started doing this branding project based around that idea of shadow puppets, that concept. Mm -hmm. We really liked the idea of. Uh, projecting shadows and and using that kind of like silhouette imagery yeah um and so you and you see that in the final shadow puppets logo uh it's very it's aspirational upward facing you know it grows mm -hmm. you know initially there was like a little dancer down in the base of it and we got rid of that because it didn't look look good mm -hmm. but you get the you get the idea it's like like starting from the shadows and aspiring to something greater mm -hmm. you know and kind of like using that that starting shadow point down at the bottom as an exploration outwards of like character and emotion and mm -hmm. and uh, you know like d the the dance it's like a it's very metaphorical I guess yeah um and and so Tim and I collaborated on that design and that's been one of the big guiding factors of our brand identity since you know is that yeah. aspirational always like pushing for something mm -hmm. and then when we when we do creative work now we try and look at like, what is this event? What is it about? What are we trying to mm -hmm. just like, like that, what's that metaphor that we're looking for? And we'll, mm -hmm. we can talk about that about other things, but that's, that's where the branding started was that identity. And you can use that identity to expound on and come up with like just dozens of, of designs from. Yeah. You know? No, that's really, really cool. Um, And I, I love that too. It's like, 
you kind of like took this idea and you've abstracted it a lot. And yeah. It's it can translate in so many different ways. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so moving into my next question, because you've already touched on this a little bit, and I kind of want you to expound on it. Um, so every Shadow Puppets event has had its own unique branding and concept that wasn't necessarily like Shadow Puppets specifically, but it was like really centered on the event. And I'm just curious, like, why did you decide to go that route? And how does that actually tie back into the like kind of parent brand of what Shadow Puppets is? Right. Um, yeah, so each of our events, our practices, uh, you know, have had their own identity, you know, um, our sessions, even our sessions that just started back up, mm -hmm. we, uh, the image you'll see is, it's our big shadow puppets guy, 3d modeled, mm -hmm. uh, kind of looming over the Chicago city skyline. Mm -hmm. And the idea was kind of this, um, like we looked at the movie arrival you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where these big, like, weird half-egg-shaped UFOs are landing everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they did a series of posters that was, like, those things in major cities around the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they've arrived, you know? Yeah. Um, and we thought that was really interesting. And the idea of, like, popping, like, a popper propping, a proper popping session has arrived in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Here's the geotag point where it is. You know, like, yeah. you, can, you can see it from anywhere in the city. And if you go to it, you're going to find, like, the real deal. You yeah. know, that, that that was kind of the idea was, like, like you can, like, from anywhere in the city, you can be like, oh, there's popping. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's, like, cool. And, and and it's worked. Like, we've had people, you know, show up to our sessions who are like, oh, I'm here visiting from, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, like Guatemala. I'm like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, cool. Like, and, and they just know it's the place to be. Yeah. Um, And so that's the, there's always an overarching metaphor. Um, I think... With Nightmare on Rockwell Street, we were going for something kind of local, fun, Halloween, you know, like time. Um, and so we named it Nightmare on Rockwell Street because we thought it was fun. And we just wanted people to have like a good time, like maybe not take it so seriously. Yeah. And so you see like our flyer for that was... This big, like, old school robot, like, looming over us two going, like, ah. Yeah, it was so you know? funny. We were like, ah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that even to yeah. this day. Like, so, <laughs> so the idea is, like, who's going to be, like, the, you know, big stompy monster who comes through and, and takes over, right? Yeah. Um, very fun, very lighthearted. And it was kind of based off, like you said, the, um, like, kind of, like, old school, yeah, like, retro, horror movies. retro horror, And yeah. that, that tied into even how we... Um, kind of designed the event like yeah. we got like the, the original reason we got red tablecloths for our event was because we wanted it to be like movie theater style like red curtains that's right and we still use those tablecloths even to this day because you know it's expensive to buy tablecloths <laughs> and i'm not going to buy different colored ones every time we right. have an event but well, yeah. that's where it originally came yeah. from we had so. we had movie posters up from a bunch mm -hmm. of different like horror thriller movies we had a projector that was yeah. projecting like horror movies onto a screen yeah um and so it was It was very festive. That was meant to be a local... It didn't end up being very local. A lot of people came out for it. Yeah, it kind of... It, it scaled It scaled more than we, more expected. Than we expected to. Yeah. I think largely because of the branding. And yeah. also because people were looking for a reason to come to Chicago. And also, um, it was like... It was one of the first specific style battles, like especially in the Midwest, since like COVID. Yeah. So yeah. there that was that too. True. Yeah. Yeah. But then... And then you'll see with, uh, with Out of the Shadows... The original poster, mm -hmm. uh, shout out to, by the way, shout out to Tim McMahon. Follow him on Instagram. Yeah, Timothy. He, Tim Tim is a member of Shadow Puppets, actually, like on paper. He is a 
member of Shadow Puppets, and he does he carries so much weight. Um, yeah, he does to this day. He's our graphic designer. I have like a weekly call with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you know collaborate on all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah, he's great. Um, <laughs> but you'll know, like you'll see like when you look at that poster, it's very uh, very grungy. Like I think a lot mm-hmm. of um, Tim, let's talk about Tim for a second, shall we? Shall we talk about Tim? Tim is, Tim is very interesting because a lot of these, a lot of people who make promotional materials in the dance scene are dancers or like mm-hmm. have a background in like street art. Yeah. Tim, Tim's background is in like traditional art, like pen and paper, ink, and then like, like, uh, computer imagery, like photo manipulation Mm -hmm. and like logo design brand design you know uh, website design um he's very versatile very very talented and he brings like a corporate angle almost a little bit like something like we're like in in his day-to-day life his clients have been like you know big you know like investment firms and stuff and Mm -hmm. now he works for marquez brownlee uh shout out to waveform podcast um (laughs) He uh, worked for Marquez doing his YouTube thumbnails, his merchandise, and mm-hmm. and uh, I think Shadow Puppets, as part of his portfolio, played a role in in, in, in that as well. We hope. Uh, we, we hope. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Tim and Waveform Podcast and all those guys out there. Yeah. But, um, so I think Tim brings a really interesting angle. What he's really, really good at is clear communication and hierarchy, right? So for Out of the Shadows, we didn't want it to be like a gimmicky battle. We didn't want it to be like as goofy as Nightmare on Rockwell Street, we wanted yeah. to anchor it and go for something like really timeless. Mm-hmm. And Tim kind of came up with this design that's very like out of the shadows with the text stretched. Yeah. And uh, it looks like a old, like a rock poster. Like it's got like a, it's got like, it's a great balance of street elements. Mm-hmm. And then that half tone, like screen printed texture. Yeah. And the result is something that is very, very like timeless. It, it speaks to kind of like, a familiar event like oh i'm going to a concert or music festival and you mm-hmm. see this kind of text hierarchy mm-hmm. um but with you know our like our logo our little x's and shadow puppet stuff mm-hmm. like you know factored in it's a really uh it was a really elegant design and i think nothing too complicated but very well done like mm-hmm. just we've uh, and that's the first thing i'd i piece of advice i'd give people mm-hmm. is focus on clarity and hierarchy over style yeah. You know, I'd much rather have a thing that is well graphically communicated than something that has like, whoa, look at all these dancers flying around the screen. Where, where is it? Like, where is it? Like, which like, state is it I've in? Seen, I've seen some where people like just like really badly Photoshop people into like this weird background. Yeah. Um, or like overlapping each other and it's like... It's what's well, just can't frustrating. find any of the information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some really great flyers where it'll be like it's like a bunch of dancers like stacked up like it's everyone who's gonna be at the event. I'm like cool, and then the text is like sideways, like vertically oriented, like who they are it. and what yeah. their role is, and you have to like turn your head ninety degrees to look at it, yeah. and it's just you know so. I, I would recommend clarity, mm-hmm. like wherever possible. There's so much information that goes into a battle. Where is it? When is it? What's the location? How many days is it? Who's the judges? Who's the MC? Who's the DJ? Mm-hmm. You know, like what's the event called? Who's throwing it? Right? Like there's there's so much stuff to get through. Yeah. Like what time does it happen on the day of that like you need all that at face value. Mm-hmm. So that was the big thing about that um, poster. I think that was well done. And then going into Out of Shadows Volume 2... Having thrown one event and understood it from a uh, the perspective of someone who throws events, like understanding events mm-hmm. really well now, 
Tim and I got to talking about like what is the core like what's happening in a dance battle like what's the dynamic that's happening why do you care why does it like what what is the drama that's happening that that's exciting and it's the fact that there's all this talent in this room and one person wins like one person gets out yeah right and and why are these dancers doing this because you know like there's obviously a cash prize and that's how you get people in the door but really the reason why people are there battling is pride like a legacy you know people want to be remembered people want to mm -hmm. be have made a stamp a mark on on the 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 dance scene and so we wanted to like recognize that graphically mm -hmm. and kind of capture that drama that that uh need to like create a legacy mm -hmm. and so you see in in our uh out of shadows volume two poster we have samick the winner of our last event mm -hmm. uh, as a like marble statue kind of having cemented his legacy as one of the champions of our battle. Yeah. And like capturing that, you know, that like need to be the, the like be remembered, mm -hmm. right. The significance of, of winning that it's not just another battle where you win it. And then it's like, Oh yeah, I won, I won money. Yeah. Right. Like m more valuable than that is having one like Chicago's, like you, you have a place in Chicago popping history, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the, and we wanted to, you know, highlight that. And we explored, like, I can talk about the actually design directions we went because we had talked about, um, like the idea of having a hall of statues mm -hmm. and it's all the people who made top 32 in the last battle, but they're the statues, of the people who made top 32 are like crumbled. Mm -hmm. And then, like, as you get top 16, they're, like, more intact, but parts have fallen off. Mm -hmm. And it gets more and more intact. And then at the end, it's it's Samick standing over Rift, who was who also made the finals. Mm -hmm. And Rift's statue just has a big crack through it, and it's a kind of shifted. Yeah. Um, which was a cool idea. That That's what a battle is, right? It's, like, these... It's a battle of legacies. It's a battle of, of will and, and kind of, like, um, intent. Yeah. Right? And we thought capturing that graphically would be really cool. And then this is where you get into the practical side of things. Like, that would be hard as hell. It would be unbelievably, <laughs> unbelievable. Like, we, with the logistics of what we were looking at, it's just, it's, it's undoable. Yeah. And also, graphically, it needs, like, a full compositional page. So where do you put the text, the information mm -hmm. that is so necessary, right? Yeah, so you had to simplify it. Right. So we simplified, yeah. And so that's that's the balance, right? I think the statue of Samick still captures that... that uh, you know, like that cemented yeah. legacy, mm -hmm. but without, you know, compromising the, all the other information that happens on that flyer. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's the balance you want to strike, right? Yeah. Creative, like know your capabilities, know what you can do well, know what you need to like, let go of. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. yeah and, and again, the text treatment by Tim, incredible. It's uh timeless, very like uh, di that distressed kind of, um, it's very museum-like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what we looked at. We looked at a lot of museum galleries, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're looking at these dancers and be like, these are artists, yeah. you know? And uh, this is their art, is, is their their body. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that, that was the direction we were taking it this year. And so you see the compromise of text clarity, composition, difficulty, time management. Time mm -hmm. is a huge factor in design. People <laughs> think it's just, yeah, we'll come up whatever. We got to get this thing published. Like, what do we got? Yeah, what do we have, what do we have time together, for? Yeah. You know? So that's, yeah, these are things that are, think, I think are valuable is just mm -hmm. looking at like the, what what is the heart of your event? What What's important about it, right? Yeah. We want to make something timeless. Yeah. And so I guess kind of going back to the second part of my question, 
how do you tie that into like the parent brand of shadow puppets? Because I know like there are a lot of like, at least in like the corporate world, for example, like a lot of people put a huge emphasis on keeping branding really consistent from event to event. Yeah. And like, I think it gets kind of boring sometimes. Yeah. So how, how do you, how do you still make it interesting by like doing the unique concept for each one, but still making it like very clearly tied to the overarching brand? Yeah. So I think what's cool is Shadow Puppets isn't really a brand per se in, in the sense that we don't have anything to protect about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we like we sell merchandise. You can get some. But <laughs> but that's not like the point. You know, that's not yeah. the point of the crew. That's it's like a thing we do because we think it's fun and cool and a thing that people can, you know, be like, oh I went to a Shadow Puppets event, right? Mm -hmm. Uh so there are there there's elements of Shadow Puppets that are like this speaks to our brand identity. Our mm -hmm. our guy speaks to our brand identity. Mm -hmm. I think that each of our specific battles, um, you can almost look at the battle posters and flyers and stuff like, like a detached detached from Shadow Puppets brand. Slightly, right? Yeah. They eat. They're each their own brand. They mm -hmm. each have their own event. Like uh, the, each event has its own identity that we are mm -hmm. kind of injecting some Shadow Puppets character into with mm -hmm. our you know like you might see our guy there or XSP thing in mm -hmm. in the composition somewhere. But that's not the point. The point isn't the highlight. And, and this is again like Shadow Puppets. We're not all about the spotlight. The point isn't, oh, look, the SP up there. The point is, look at this event, right? Yeah. You know, you have to you have to detach yourself from, you know, like there, there's a certain amount of ego you have to let go of to put on a good event. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to treat everyone who's walking in the door like they're customers. You have to look at their experience and be like, you are the client. So, like, you have spent your time and effort and money to come to this city mm -hmm. and walk in the door and be a part of this event. And we're going to make sure it's the best possible thing it can be. Mm -hmm. And you have to do the same thing with the, the design, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a compromise of, like, Shadow Puppet's identity. We want you to know it's us. Mm -hmm. But we don't, like, but, like, what is this about? What does this event mean to you? Mm -hmm. You know? And yeah. I think also, as a side note, like, the timelessness of Out of the Shadows as our flagship event, mm -hmm. as our event that has the most of our identity in it. Mm -hmm. You do see, I think, like, the Shadow Puppets themes of, like, like that agelessness, that that uh, drama, mm -hmm. that, you know, like... Um, yeah, I was going to say, I yeah. feel like what kind of ties them together is just the approach to the design. Exactly, and, like, yeah. the qualities and, like, characteristics of it, even if the theme itself is very different yeah. from event to event. And it is, it is funny because you say, like, a lot of people do stuff that looks cool and our, our stuff is, like, staunch and steeped in, like, meaning and metaphor and stuff. Mm -hmm. What Tim and I have been working on recently is trying to do just stuff that's just more cool shit. <laughs> like, we're trying to stop thinking about it so hard and be like, what would be a cool thing for Shadow Puppets But I think that's have. what makes it really unique as well. No, for sure. But, yeah. but we can do both, you, you know? Can do both and we can sure. we can play with, yeah. you know, th there's a dynamic there of like mm -hmm. percentage of cool, percentage of meaning. Mm -hmm. And uh that that's been fun. So yeah, I think I think I think that Shadow Puppets brand identity and the art that we do along the way is compounding with our mission and our goals mm -hmm. as as we learn more about how we can accomplish our goals, which is promoting popping and animation in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Like, so does our understanding of how our brand can be portrayed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because I've not seen this with a lot of brands, but I feel like the Shadow Puppets brand and all the events that go with it, it's very flexible in terms of like, there's not a specific color scheme. Like there are colors that you guys use like right. a lot, but 
it's not like you have to use these colors or if you or you can't go outside of that like yeah and even like with the fonts and things like that like we usually keep relatively consistent with that but there are certain like for events like um the out of the shadows volume two one like we changed up the font a little bit and like that's that's that was intentional based on like just the, a little bit just a little bit but yeah. that was based on like the museum idea right? right so like it's like very intentional tweaks and it's not something that's like so stuck and stagnant and it's really interesting because i think at least in my experience that could almost be like don't do that but <laughs> you know what i mean because, yeah. because it's like you want it to be consistent so it's recognizable but like somehow you guys have managed to like still make it recognizable and consistent while still exploring and still just experimenting with different ideas right. that like actually excite you and i think that's what's really cool too is that each event is almost like a new creative project for you guys yeah exactly so, no, and that's the fun of it i think yeah. like one of the things that we've done that has kept us consistent mm -hmm. and made the final products like feel like they're the same family mm -hmm. is and this is all credit to tim like his his technique is immaculate like that stretched text yeah you know the volume two down the center yeah is it's that same kind of stretched text yeah. from the original out of the shadows poster it's got that same distressed texture the same mm -hmm. wear on it but then up above it you have that serif font that's out yep. of the shadow or you know out of the shadows and that's like the museum quality like that's mm -hmm. like what a museum would have like that yeah that fancy so it's that fancy alongside that like street yeah you know mm -hmm. and kind of understanding that like the dancers that are doing this it's both it's mm -hmm. a street art and it's also high art like it's it's yeah. it's that quality and also that like you know like those street roots like it's yeah. it's cool it's it's yeah. uh it's that just juxtaposition that speaks to kind of like the range of the dancers that are coming to the event mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. um but yeah really i think cool. that's really cool um i can feel like we keep talking about that forever but <laughs> so my next question i wanted to ask you was like, why do you think branding is important for dance events in general? Like what, what is the significance of it really? Like why, why, does, why does it need to be something that people focus on? <laughs> so I think good branding, like dance branding for your crew or your event or your practice or your mm -hmm. battle or whatever the heck you're having. Um, I think good design is important, one, because of that clarity, right? Mm -hmm. People being able to look through what you've, you're presenting and say, oh, I know where it is. I know where I need to be at what time. I know how much money I need to bring to pay to get in. Mm -hmm. I need If I need to pre-register, right? These are all things that good design will inform your viewers mm -hmm. and, and make sure that there is no miscommunication. Mm -hmm. It's super important. Aside from that, I think having good design is a sign of quality. It's, it's like a detail yeah. that you can look at and be like, oh, I trust these people to do a good job. Yeah. Because look at the thoughtfulness they put into how they're going to present this information. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's something that I think, uh, like, it, it's yet to fail me. <laughs> yeah. In terms of, like, I'll go to an event and, like, the flyers, I think, that's, like, chopped up and slapped together. And I'm like, and sure <laughs> enough, you show up. And it, it runs like six hours late and, you know, like the DJ is yeah. holding a, 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 an iPhone. You know, it's just... It's just <laughs> Not it's, an iPhone, no, you know what I No, but you know what I mean, right? Like it, it's just, it's, it's um, like graphic design takes time and yeah. effort and consideration. Mm -hmm. And the idea that someone would put that into the flyer, you can only assume they're going to put that same effort into their yeah. event. It's yeah. it's a, I, I look at a good design for a event as like a, a 
contract of trust. Yeah. You can expect this level of quality from the event because we put this level of quality out there into the world to tell you about the event. Yeah. I would also argue, too, that, you know, designing an event itself, even from a production logistics standpoint, you know, if you have an eye for detail in that regards, I feel like you should also have an eye for detail in terms of, like, just like a quality flyer and like absolutely i like even though i don't consider myself to be like a design professional or especially graphic design but like i have an eye for it like that i've like learned over time i think a lot of that comes through doing events as well but it's like i can like and i think a lot of people can discern like when they see a graphic like that looks like crap versus that looks really good but um yeah i think it just shows like if you have that attention to detail in general that will also reflect in the rest of your event as this well. is correct yeah yeah so yeah and also before we talk about like anything else i also just want to talk about like there's the 2d side the event flyer mm-hmm. you know and all this stuff yeah um that tim and i work on together once again shout out to tim i cannot shout him out enough <laughs> he's my boy uh he's my, but your boy <laughs> he's my boy uh but also shout out to like all my friends who are creatives that i work with every day yeah we didn't even um, talk about the trophies yeah. so like i so for those of you who don't know i make trophies for dance events mm-hmm. um i made them for our event our last event and and nightmare on rockwell street mm-hmm. uh lord of the lands um hot zone sessions i made uh necklaces for the winner same with a flow first um i love it i think it's a cool just a cool thing mm-hmm. to do for your battle is to have something unique that someone can take home. Because again, like, and I, I've heard this from people who have won my events in the our, our events in the past mm-hmm. and won my trophies in the past. Yeah, like winning the money's cool, but then when the money's gone or like you've put it into a Roth IRA, no, I'm <laughs> once but once the money's gone, like it's cool. Like you can look at your shelf and there's like that. There's a totem that is emblematic of like that victory. Yeah, that that win, that time spent that effort put in right yeah it was worth it it's and, it's like memorabilia that like lasts yeah 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 and so i think that's super important is giving people something to like hold on hold to, on to yeah. after the fact you know yeah. and, and a lot of good dance events do this with you know just like a framed you know like, like copy a, of the flyer and, yeah and that's another reason to have or good like graphic the design or something. yeah or the yeah. bracket um another great reason to have good graphic design but yeah because yeah, like, if you want if you want that to like live on you want it to like be good you don't want to like have like right really poorly designed bracket like posted up in somebody's <laughs> room and that's all people have to remember your event by like yeah you know if you are gonna have people remember your event have them remember it well right yeah. so but like so i guess uh what's valuable here is the the lesson here is like for the these trophies my my coworker james helps me with a lot of the woodwork and mold making mm-hmm. um because like we have that overlapping skill set and he's he's very action oriented. Mm-hmm. I'll sit there and stress things. I'm like, let's just do it like this. I'm like, okay, right? Yeah. Um, my coworker Joel has helped in multiple ways with multiple different projects, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend uh, Drew, who I work with, he has a uh, laser cutter and laser etcher, so I'll put together a graphic design and he he will burn necklaces and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I just I've had so much good mentorship and help from the creatives around me. So yeah. shout out to all those people. Calvin, Joel, James, Drew, Siv, <laughs> Dino. Um, my friend JP, he's, he took, I uh, hired him to take our 
shadow puppets flat you know graphic design mm-hmm. and sculpt it into the the shape that we now use for all our trophies mm-hmm. um we 3d printed it and used it as a master mold for copies of it yeah um so i guess uh find people with talents yeah. you know like part of a lot of my skill as a designer i'm you know ashamed to say is knowing people who are just who know things better than me mm-hmm. and just listening to them and deferring to them and, mm-hmm. and seeking gu- guidance and wisdom and learning processes from them mm-hmm. that's been my whole career that's the thing i'm most proud of is is having learned from some of the people who are just the most talented people i know mm-hmm. and uh you know if you can't do it find someone who can if you if you like if you're looking to make trophies for an event reach out to me and even if i can't make it for you uh i can teach you a way to make something you Mm -hmm. know um you know if you want to throw a really good event and don't know where to start reach out to jinx dance media (gasps) shameless Uh, plug (laughs) no but seriously like 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 i don't the other day jude was explaining how to put together a uh like virtual check-in for an event to a friend (laughs) and i was so lost i was so lost you know yeah so you just like find these experts you know learn from them Mm -hmm. you know and if if you have the budget or the resources or the time just ask them to you know do it for you yeah because not not all of us like time time is valuable too and not all of us have time to learn how to do like design like you do right Right. like i would never have the time to like learn how to make a trophy or a flyer that in depth and so like you rely on the people around you and i think this goes back to some of our past podcast episodes we've talked about how you have to have a team like you can't do everything by yourself yeah so you know making those connections and relying on people who have those talents already and who are already good at it because the yeah. amount of time it's going to take them to do something they're already good at versus you to learn how to do it is just phenomenally vastly different so. yeah and you know what like just as long as i'm dumping resources here at pop and prototype that's me for like if you want to want information about how to build a trophy mm-hmm. at jinx dance media for event planning at uh, pressed at pressed clean rio mcfly makes all of our merch yeah um he's a he's a member of the crew and like we, yeah. he joined the crew and we're like we need merch and he's like i make merch i'm like what are you talking about the man <laughs> will like make some of the coolest clothes yeah. It's and, and you just you you find we these embroidered people. our towels. Yes, yeah. yeah. embroidered, embroidered our towels. Yeah, Shout out to a cool delicious stuff. design league if you need screen printing. Yeah, uh, for like posters or shirts or anything like that. Yeah. They're super neat. Uh, there's there's put, all kinds of resources. I can put a list. Yeah, of we'll put a list. These out. in the description as yeah. well for you all to refer back to. Um, specifically, these are you know Chicago based. Um, I do events outside of Chicago as well, but yeah. um, you know. You can hit them up, see if they're able to help you. If not, they might know, know someone who's more local to you as For well. Sure. So it's always great to just like know who to talk to. Yeah. Because um, a lot of this is like you don't have to do it in a vacuum. You just yeah. don't. Right? Like don't put it all on yourself. If you're not a good graphic designer, yeah. find someone. Yeah. So I feel like you already answered my last question, which was what advice, tools, or resources would you recommend to those looking to do oh, branding? Yeah. Um, but is there anything else you wanted to add to that question other than what we've already kind of talked about? Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of resources, mm-hmm. uh, like... If you if you are trying to do the stuff yourself, and for now we'll keep it to the the branding, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and maybe some trophy stuff. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give some simple things. Okay, so for branding yourself, right, and your crew and your events, mm-hmm. Adobe Photoshop and Illustrator are the industry standard. They're going to be super useful, and 
what I'd recommend is coming up with a theme. You know, so for example, like Nightmare, Nightmare on Rockwell Street was like, oh, like old horror movies, mm-hmm. you know? And so then find old horror movie posters, like look at them mm-hmm. and like pick the ones you like the best and kind of compile them and see what it is you like about them. And then just try and start putting the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. It may not turn out like Tim McMahon quality, but it'll <laughs> turn out good. And yeah. and just focus on clarity, keeping it simple, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, photo bashing elements together. Don't be afraid to literally steal the composition off of another poster. I've done that. Like, you know, <laughs> like not, not, not literally like don't just like put your own text on someone else's work. No, but, but yeah. like, like this is where the title <laughs> goes. Formatting. Right? Titles, title goes here. Subheader. Yeah. Location. Right? Like, yeah. these are things that are universally, there mm-hmm. aren't actually that many good ways to do it. You're going to end up overlapping with other people anyway. Mm-hmm. And if it's a completely different event, like, don't don't hesitate to, like, you know, reference something. And be, I'm really inspired by this. I like this composition. I'm going yeah. to use it. And then you can tweak it to make it your yeah, own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's huge. Uh, and also there's so many great tools out there for learning Illustrator and Photoshop online Mm -hmm. for free, like YouTube tutorials on just how to do the most insane photo editing stuff. Um, a lot of really high, high level graphic designers make it through college via Google, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, uh, Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Um, and then on the 3d end of things. Fusion 360 is a great software made by Autodesk. It's got a free license for hobbyists, I believe. So if you're not Mm -hmm. using it professionally, you can download it and learn it. It's digital Legos. You draw a shape and you click it and drag it and it becomes like a tower Mm -hmm. in that shape. 3D modeling, right? Yeah, it's 3D modeling. Um, And you can make some really cool stuff with a really minimal amount of work. Uh, All the line work that you do in Illustrator can be exported to it as a drawing. Mm. So you can, for example, if say I had like a Shadow Puppets logo done in Illustrator and it's perfect because it was, wasn't done by me, <laughs> I can take that that line work and copy and paste it into Fusion and then just extrude it and all of a sudden I have a 3D shape yeah. of our logo, yeah. right? Um, so it makes, it makes the 2D to 3D conversion really easy. And then uh, if you want to 3D print <laughs> trophies, an Ender... An Ender 2 printer is like $200 on Amazon. Yeah. And they're really good. They're really uh, simple. And aren't, aren't there some places that have, like, you can get access to 3D printers as yeah, well? Yeah, oh, absolutely, um, yeah. I think there's, like, maker spaces and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. you guys can look into where that might be at in your city. Absolutely, um, yeah. And that's or always like, an option. Uh, your public library. Yeah. At this point, most public libraries have a 3D maker space, at mm-hmm. least near near cities, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. And they, they can help you get your stuff printed. It's 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 not it's not a it's not rocket science. You know, people think three D printers are sci fi, yeah. and then you see it and you're like, oh, it's a hot glue gun that's <laughs> that's been tricked into building things in layers. You know, like all of it's very. If I can learn it, you can. Trust me. Like it's all. Um, there's a ground level way to do pretty much everything nowadays. Yeah. So yeah, just just don't be afraid. Be fearless. Have some fun. Like mess up, and that's okay. And you know, explore. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's like graphic design and you know d- d- I guess dance design in a nutshell. I think. Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> awesome. Um, well, that's all the questions that I have. Oh, okay. Um, did you want to add anything else that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to cover before we close out? Let me think. Yeah, I, I guess uh, it's interesting seeing how 
everyone who's in Shadow Puppets, I think their personality reflects the values of the crew itself. Yeah. And therefore, you can see, like, the design, uh, like, all the designs that we do, like, suit them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's cool seeing, like, all our crew members, like, wear these shirts and jackets and stuff. And it's, yeah. like, a badge of honor mm -hmm. that's, like, yeah, like, this is, like... This brand, it was designed for you. This is the type of person you are. It was designed around catering to a person that is like you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and I think that's, you have a very clear target audience. Yeah. Which, um, if you guys haven't heard one of my episodes about that, you can go back and listen to it. I'll put it in the description as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, but yeah, that stuff's super valuable. Yeah, knowing, um, knowing what you're doing, like who you're doing this for is really important because yeah. then you know what they like, you know what interests them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, but then you also get like intrinsic value out of it where it's mm -hmm. just like, it's cool. Like, you know, having such a clear style that, that, you know, cap en encapsulates, yeah. you know, who you are. It's, it's, yeah, it makes you recognizable. It like shadow puppets. <laughs> I feel like people come to our events and think that we're like a company <laughs> or like a, some kind of, you know, corporation. Or, like we do this professionally and we're just like, we're just like seven folks. We're just like seven, yeah. seven folks making with a lot of hobbies, with a lot of hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, that's the trick. It like good, good design can legitimize you, mm -hmm. you know, to, to people. And don't even get me started about like, if you, you go to contact like a corporate sponsor, yeah. you know, having strong branding can, it can be a shield between you and this company where yeah. they like, they don't see like when, when we email a talk, when we're talking to like a spot, potential sponsor, mm -hmm. they don't see like six dancers sitting in a room being like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> they see like a brand. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really powerful. It definitely it's, makes you seem more professional yeah. for sure. Um, and if you have like your own brand equity and brand value, um, it actually gives you a leg up. Uh, I'll do a whole episode on sponsors. That'll be separate. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but like, yeah. but like, a lot of sponsors feel that they can use their brand as leverage for why they provide more value than you. And mm. if you have a good brand, then you're also providing that same value. So honestly, they don't. Re they can't really use that um, to hold over you. And right. it gives you more of an even playing field when it comes to negotiating. So anyways, that's getting on a whole side tangent. I won't go down, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Another episode. But, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... I, I think... Um, I think that's that's what I got to say. I Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Um, Thanks I, for coming back and talking to us more in depth about design and stuff um, after... The last episode for sure like, wanted to hear more <laughs> yeah and i i shouted out i know i shouted out like a billion people they will all be in the in description this, but they'll all be in the description um yeah. but genuinely like the, these are the people that are i think doing some of the best work uh and you know what? if i'm gonna shout out one more person that i don't know personally mm -hmm. uh i think that tim mcmahon and tunes mm, uh yep. are the best designers in the biz right now and I think that talking to either of them, getting their help or their work done for your event is just a no-brainer if you have the time and budget for it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, yeah, so the, I just, yeah, shout out. Like, I, I just love seeing <laughs> my two worlds collide, you yeah. know? I love seeing the design scene and dance scene interface because I think they have so much value to offer, offer each other. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. But yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Um, and... 
yeah, hopefully we'll probably see you on another podcast episode in the future. With so, any sort of luck. <laughs> with any sort of luck. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all. Again, like I said, I will put everything that we've discussed um, that are references in the description if you want to go and find more. Otherwise, if you have any questions or you just want to talk to us more, feel free to reach out um, at Jinx Dance Media on Instagram or on my website, jinxdancemedia.com again which will be in the description um and i'll also put uh prototypes information there as well so <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks everyone and i will talk to you next week bye